0: The Fade the Noise Podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets. Brad the Big Noise Evans here joined by the good sir Nathaniel Lundy. This is the Fade the Noise Podcast. You know, I get asked uh, whether I'm doing stuff on radio, you know, hanging out in the street, or people hitting us up on social media. Hey guys, what are some good tips for sports betting 101 at level stuff? Or, you know, if you're a novice, if you're new to this game, And I I want to try to weave in some of these here and there on the podcast to try to educate some of our listeners out there who may just be, you know, new to this whole racket and dipping their toe in the water for the first time or, you know, at least recently uh, for sports betting. And and Lundy, you know, one that immediately popped to me uh, in terms of football are running quarterback props. You and I. Absolutely adore them. To a point of a sick level where we wagered on Ben DiNucci, hey, and a start last season against the Eagles. Uh, and I think he had like a 16 and a half rush yards prop or something like that. He ended up with like 17 or 18 and we were sweating it out. Uh, that's how deep our degenerate ways are. Uh, but you can make some serious dough with unproven quarterbacks when their first rushing yards props hit the market so I'm looking at you Justin Fields I'm looking at you Trey Lance even a guy like Trevor Lawrence because the market is not yet set without like any kind of history a lot of these odds makers are just you know firing off a, a gun in the dark and seeing if they hit something, so I think early on in the season, when these guys get inserted in their starting lineups, you can take advantage of market inefficiencies with some of these first-year passers. So I think that's a tip that could be quite profitable for you in your betting endeavors this season. Do you
1: agree? Oh, see, see, now I thought when we were talking about betting tips, mine was just going to be <laughs> fade you. Well, um, that's and, and just, that's a given. Yeah, that was it. That's obvious. I mean, what you're getting like really specific about running quarterbacks and, and you know out of whack lines and I'm just sitting back going hey man uh this is the guy who's out of whack just fade him and you'll be just fine <laughs> no uh it is important especially early on in the season as you said uh it's important to try to take advantage of uh, you know, maybe you've been trying to study, maybe you've been following, you and I preach this a lot, whether we're talking about betting or we're talking about fantasy play, make sure on Twitter you are following the best beat writers in all 32 cities. Hands down, it is one of the best ways that you can keep track of what's going on with a team that isn't right there in your backyard. And so when you talk about a running quarterback or when you talk about maybe a, 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 a young player that you haven't seen a lot of, sometimes you can, you know, sometimes Sometimes you'll find out exactly what to expect out of that guy because those beat writers that are on the ground that see the team every single day may tip their cap in your direction for you to know that a rushing prop of 16 and a half is way too low. So not only look for those particular lines, but make sure you're doing it from an educated standpoint. If you are active on Twitter or even if you're just kind of a a passive following these guys – Go find the best guys in all 32 cities and make sure you're following them because you will get some tidbits that other people won't find.
0: Yeah, and when those lines activate too, you need to pounce like a Panther early uh, before the line shift or the juice moves uh, because generally speaking, again, they're underpriced. Like you and I, we cash only on Danucci randomly in that one game, but repeatedly with Jalen Hurts late in the season when he sees the starting grains of the Philadelphia Eagles. So again, Uh, Try to unearth some of those early quarterback rush yards prop, lock and load them this NFL season and hopefully make a mountain of money in the process. With that, on this Hashtag Tequila Thursday, bartender. Pour me another edition of the Fade Five.
1: Number five.
0: All right, Lundy. Here is the subject of today's Twitter poll. Uh, And please submit your vote and your comments. I will share those at the end of the podcast today on this prop. Lamar Jackson, 3,450 pass yards. Pulled this one from DraftKings. And I am on the under here, Lundy, at minus 115. Uh, Now, Lamar Jackson still doing research uh, alongside Kirk Cousins. Uh, We'll see if that research leads to two jabs, but it's kind of touch and go whether or not he's going to play 17 games this season. Uh, Even when COVID was not a part of the equation, he has missed one game in each of his last two years for the Baltimore Ravens. They were spectacular campaigns, but he has been over this number once and under the other time. Actually, he's been Under on both, excuse me. So, uh, two years ago, 3,127. Last year, 2,757 yards. So, Greg Roman has said, we need to be more aggressive. We need to attack downfield. But with Rashad Bateman, now out for multiple weeks due to a soft tissue issue in his love muscle, the groin. Uh, Lamar Jackson, a player I don't think is going to get anywhere close to this 3,450 yards mark. Uh, according to some of the prognosticators out there, Mike Clay, espn has got him for 3,329. Jeff Ratcliffe of the Rant Podcast, part of the Sawdust Podcast Network here. 3,367 fantasy football today, just over 3,300 yards. And we can't forget, to Jackson last year, quarterback twenty seven. Lundy, an adjusted completion percentage. So, pooled all together. COVID concerns. No Bateman, potentially, for the early portion of the season. Inaccuracy. uh, No way. He sniffs 3,450 yards, in my estimation. Fade or follow on that under.
1: I will follow you straight down the yellow brick road with this one, because this is way too high. Yeah. I actually, Brad, I'm not kidding. When I got ready, you and I put the notes together. Uh, and you, you set what we were going to talk about today. I actually went and double checked that you hadn't done a typo. I'm dead serious. <laughs> when I saw the notes that you had put together for today's pod. And I was like, man, that is, are you sure that's not 3150? Yeah, 50? No. Um, yeah. That's way too high for me. And again, uh, Brad and I have talked about this on the pod. We're not trying to be political folks, but the fact that he has not done the vax puts him at risk, risk. of missing games yeah, Exactly, because the the protocols in the NFL are different for vaccinated versus unvaccinated players. And so we're throwing that out there because this could affect player props like this and him tucking under if all of a sudden instead of playing 17 games, he's only able to play 15 or you know maybe 14 who knows but this is a situation where these numbers unfortunately we have to take COVID into account at least for right now until we see otherwise so this is way too high of a number for me i'm following all day long on this as aggressive as they want to be lamar jackson can't hit that number can't even sniff it if he's not on the field
0: don't bet on a whole lot of vertical action from Jackson,
1: number four.
0: All right, marching on. Let's talk about an obscure player prop. And, yes, this is real, and it is available right now at DraftKings Sportsbook. It is juiced to the over at minus 130, but not high enough to turn me away. Brashad Perriman of the Detroit Lions, former Tampa Bay Buccaneer, former Baltimore Raven, uh, a former New York Jet, over three and a half touchdowns this season in his Honolulu blue threads. And yeah, I think he's going to get there. Uh, He's been dealing with a tender hip here in training camp. So he's been limited to do some uh, sideline drills, not full-blown practice, but is expected to return to the field soon, according to local beat writer accounts. Uh, And you look at the, the cupboard. It's rather bare. For reliable options in this passing attack, which is going to be scoreboard chasing a ton this year. You got Tyrell Williams, uh, Quintez Cephas, uh, Amon Ross, St. Brown. A lot of unexciting guys. Of course, C.J. Hawkinson will be front and center in terms of the overall target share. But Perriman, three and a half touchdowns. I think he can get to around five, maybe as high as six. Last year with the Jets, in a dozen games played, 59 targets, 30 catches, 505 yards, and three touchdowns on just 17.6% of the target share. I think his target share could be around 20%. He was number 103 last year, thanks, Simon Darnold, in catchable target rate. And Jared Goff, believe it or not, yeah, you got to you know, tip your cap to Sean McVay. Did a lot of masking and scheming to maximize uh, the rather ineffective, normally, Goff. But he was number seven in adjusted completion percentage. So you could say that Goff is an upgrade over Darnold, who, again, was twirling wounded ducks in the general direction of Rashad Perriman last year. So pulled all together, over three and a half touchdowns for me, minus 130 at DraftKings. How about you, Fader Follow?
1: I will follow on this one but I just want this dude to find a jersey and stick with it. Okay? I mean, quit quit bouncing from team to team. Let's see some productivity here so where maybe he can kind of lock himself in and stop bouncing around the NFL because when he when he has the flashes, he looks pretty good. But I think he can hit the touchdown, Mark. This is a pretty low number. As you talked about, the six that he had uh, a couple seasons ago, I think he can get up over that number. And uh, yeah, he doesn't have Sam Darnold. So, you know, I'll (laughs) I'll roll with I'll roll with the positivity that is not having not so slinging Sam under center.
0: But he does have Jared. Awful.
1: Number three. All
0: right, moving on to a player prop, one of my favorite available anywhere on any board because it doesn't make any damn sense over Alvin Kamara 70 70. 70.5 receptions minus 125 I pulled this one from DraftKings as well why does it make any sense well his first four years in the league 82 81, 81, 83 receptions in each of those seasons. Uh, That is a mark of a king of consistency, and I expect that to continue, whether it's going to be Jameis Winston or Taysom Hill at the controls. You might say, well, Brad, if it's Taysom Hill, do you see what he did over the four-game stretch last year with that quarterback under center? Yeah, I I get it. He only had 10 catches in those four games, but that fourth game, I remember vividly, Sean Payton had said publicly, we got to get out and come here with the damn ball, and... Voila, magically, they did. And Taysom Hill connected with him seven times. So, you know, whether it's Hill, whether it's Winston, and I think right now it's more than likely going to be Jameis Winston. Kamara is still going to get his. He's going to lead this team in target share, especially with Mike Thomas, uh, out for the first handful of weeks of the regular season. And it sounds like Michael Thomas has made amends uh, with this New Orleans front office. Uh, so it doesn't look like he's going to be traded and will be returning to the franchise at some point this season. But last year, Kamara... 22.3% of the team's target share. That was number one among all running backs. He was also number one among all running backs in yards per route run at 2.29. He was also number one as well and missed tackles force on pass plays Dodging a would-be defender uh, 20 times on the field. So, uh, look at some of the prognosticators out there. Jeff Ratcliffe, 72 catches. Uh, Michael Clay, 75 catches. Fantasy football today has got it projected for 80. This seems like easy money in my estimation. Are you with me? Over Alvin Kamara, 70.5 catches, minus 125 at DraftKings.
1: Yeah, this is one that, um, you know, I think there's a little bit of that bias with Drew Brees not being there. Maybe people feeling like that number is going to be down. No, dude's still got the talent. And, you know, I'm not a Taysom Hill guy. You know that I've been pretty clear about that. And, you know, Jameis Winston isn't exactly Aaron Rodgers. But at the same time, when you've got an offensive mind like Sean Payton, you're going to find a way to get the ball to Alvin Kamara. And one of the ways you do that is catching the ball out of the backfield. They know that's a skill set he's got this number too low. I'm I'm with Clay. I think it winds up at about 75 or 76 by the Time the season is done and it wouldn't surprise me if he really does crush it and gets up to that 80 mark so this number set way too low for me jump on this over folks and do it before the line or the juice changes anymore
0: amen Alba camara for all the cash this season stick around for my top plays in the nfl preseason yeah we got a couple of games and major league baseball plus bonus time Number two. All right, Lundy. We got two preseason games on the docket tonight. Uh, we got Pittsburgh uh, traveling to Philadelphia in the battle of the Keystone State, and we've got Washington going up against Bill Beazell, Check uh, Emperor Palpatine. And the New England Patriots. And I'm going to go with a guy who shoots uh, lightning bolts from his fingertips. Uh, Give me the Patriots plus two and a half. And I pulled this one from FanDuel at minus 110. Look, it's a bit of a crapshoot. And you know that Bill Belichick keeps everything close to the vest. You know, he was asked, how much uh, are Mac Jones and Cam Newton going to play and Bill Belichick responded well you know they uh, they're, they're going to play some football we're going to have him out there and then we're going to you know head on to Miami so we know that Mac Jones is going to see extensive time we know that Cam Newton is going to start that's the extent of it so what does that mean? Your guess is as good as mine. Uh, some of the starters going to play too for Washington. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick going to get his first taste of action in a fight in footballs jersey. Uh, Taylor Heineke, who played really well late in the season last year in the playoffs, uh, will come in uh, for some mop up duty. He'll get some third string action there uh, to boot. But I think two and a half uh, at home, if you will. We'll see how many people actually show up for this game at Foxborough, knowing that Mac Jones may get an entire half. Lundy, I mean, he's going to play at least a quarter, but I would be shocked if he played an entire half so he could be fully assessed by this coaching staff. And I love the kid's accuracy, whether he's working with first-teamers or second-teamers or third-teamers, is not going to really matter. I think that will be the difference in this game is Mac Jones being spot on in his NFL preseason debut. So, fade or follow, my Patriots pick plus two and a half at home against Washington and both teams 2021 nfl preseason debuts
1: fade my good sir uh (laughs) yes uh emperor palpatine uh not gonna get it done brad here's a stat courtesy of our friends over at action network i want you to catch this one betting against the spread against bill belichick in the preseason Nets you a winning percentage of 55%. Dude just doesn't care about the preseason enough. And you can actually—he is 28-32 and four against the spread in preseason games in his coaching career. This is a guy that just goes, "Man, eh, it's the preseason. Who cares? We're on to Cincinnati, right?" Like he right. just doesn't care about right. the preseason. So I'm actually going to follow the trend with this one that just says that uh, he just goes, Eh, whatever. Run some plays. Uh, I'll be over here, uh, you know, ordering a new hoodie off of Amazon while you guys." <laughs> (laughs) guys are while you guys are playing let me know when the game's done so I'm actually going to fade Mr. Belichick here and I'm going to expect maybe Fitz magic out there for a couple of drives and I would expect at least six points if not ten out of those couple of drives and I think Washington gets on the scoreboard and that keeps New England from being able to cover the spread you're looking for
0: oh I believe in the magic not a Fitz but of Mac Jones. Number one. All right, my top play in Major League Baseball. Let's go to, was it Dyersville? Iowa, where the Field of Dreams is, I believe that's uh, the location. We got the White Sox, we got the Yankees, battle the pinstripes here. Uh, And I'm going to take the White Sox under the primetime lights in that unique venue. Over four and a half runs. Uh, You got to pay up for it a little bit at DraftKings at minus 130, but I think it's going to be worth it. Why? Andrew Heaney's on the bump. Andrew Heaney has been such a giver. Lundy here over these last few turns of the rotation. Since the All-Star break, a 5.67 ERA. I'm still baffled as to why the Yankees traded for the Southpaw. And over his last 10 innings pitch, he's given up eight earned runs. The only other matchup that he had against the White Sox this season was way back on April 2nd when he was with the LA Angels. And in that start, three innings pitched, seven earned runs. The White Sox have a 752 OPS against left-handed pitchers, though they are 0-3 at achieving the over on four and a half runs against the Yankees this season. Again, uh, with the cornfields as the backdrop, the ghosts emerging from those fields, uh, I think in the end, Uh, Shoeless Joe Jackson's team gets to five or more runs. Fade or follow that over. Chicago White Sox, four and a half runs, minus 130 uh, against the New York Yankees.
1: Yes, I will uh, follow you on this one. I like the total. Like you said, you got to pay for it a little bit. But with Heaney on the bump, I think that is something to follow. I just want to know, is James Earl Jones going to throw out the first pitch? Uh, I saw Kevin
0: Costner was in the house last night looking like he was in like some linen shirt, white linen shirt and some linen pants and just looking comfortable and smooth and throwing frozen ropes out there in the outfield. I bet he tosses out the first pitch and I'm here for it.
1: Yeah, he probably will. I'd I'd be okay with that. But, I mean, James Earl Jones is 90 for crying out loud. Put him out there. Let him throw the pitch. Come on. I want to see it happen. Or have him just emerge from the corn, like, right in the middle of the game. Um, No, I'm going to follow on this one. This is a favorable matchup for the White Sox, uh, and that's going to play into some bonus time, my friend.
0: Yeah, and kids, uh, if you're at the game, uh, make sure you chew up your hot dog. That's all I'm going to say. Good point. (laughs) On that note, let's get to it with some bonus time. Lundy, hit me.
1: Uh, A couple of things for you. First of all, in that game, by the way, uh, the White Sox are favored on the money line, but over at Caesars, Brad, they've Mm. got a super boost on it. They have taken it from a minus one. 160 to an even money plus 100 uh, on the White Sox on the money line. If you feel like Chicago is going to wind up winning the Field of Dreams game, Caesars has given you a little bit of a boost gift. You might want to jump on that. Give me under seven and a half strikeouts at minus 134. Lance Lynn in that game. Elsewhere, I will take Freddie Freeman to get an RBI tonight at plus 120 nice. and take the under on the Rockies and the Giants. It's at seven and a half Logan Webb has not given up more than two earned runs since May 5th. Wow. Um, and so I just don't know. I mean, Colorado sucks on the road as it is. Now they're going up against Logan Webb, who has been able to keep teams well down. The only time he faced Colorado there at the Bay, uh, it was a 4-3 to three final Uh, So I am going to take the under on that one. Look for not a lot of scoreboard uh, lights blinking there by the bay.
0: Yeah, you know what? I'm going to piggyback on that. Uh, I'm going to take Logan Webb with the over four and a half strikeouts. Uh, It's minus 149 at BetMGM, but I I think he's going to do it for the third time against Colorado this season. He had 6Ks, 5Ks in the other matchups and has been over this at 9 and 15 starts. Uh, Going back to the cornfield in Iowa, give me Jose Abreu to knock in a run at plus 150. Pull this one from DraftKings. He's got three. Three homers and eight RBIs in his career against Andrew Heaney and just 10 bats uh, I, I think he's seen the ball particularly well out of his hand, and I think that will continue tonight. Oh, and sure, why not? I have problems uh, betting on NFL preseason, so let's go ahead and go down that rabbit hole. Give me the Steelers to win against the Eggles. Uh, I got Pittsburgh at plus one there. No big Ben Roethlisberger, so you going to get Mason Rudolph, Dwayne Haskins, and... Dobbs uh, in that game. But this is the second preseason game for the Steelers. And if it's, you know, any indication for the Hall of Fame game, you know, the starters outside of Big Ben are going to play probably the entire first half, Lundy. And I like that upside for the Steelers on the road against the Eagles. And and look, if you're with me on Pittsburgh and New England to win, it's odds boosted to plus 360 right now at DraftKings. All right, before we get out of here, uh, our poll results here. Lamar Jackson over or under. 3,450 pass yards this season. We have 282 votes cast. And the under prevails at 65.6%, 34.4% on the over. A couple of comments some of our listeners toss out there. Danny Fuego says, with Bateman out and Brown banged up already, not looking good. I agree there, Danny. And Adam Copeland added, between perpetual wide receiver issues, the emergence of Gus Edwards is a viable third running option, COVID, and as always, the increased injury risk of running outside the pocket. Gotta take the under. Amen, Adam. We are with you. On that point of view. And with that, that is a wrap on this edition of the Feed That Noise podcast. Please follow Lundy on Twitter, at Nate Lundy. Follow me there, at Noisy Juevos. Drop us a rating and a review, would you kindly? And as always, until next time, feed or follow. That is up to you. Feed the noise.